Thursday, April 22nd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And boy, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. This is a huge episode. I'm so glad you all tuned in. They're all huge. You are going to learn a lot. They're all huge. They're all huge. Isn't that been one of the most interesting things about this uh, worldwide pandemic? Discovering that every episode of the B.O. Boys is jam-packed with news. Absolutely. It's it's something that, um, because everyone's learning a lot. We're learning a lot about society, about uh, biology, about all, all sorts of things. And I think the biggest thing everyone's starting to learn is that box office news is year-round and it never slows down, no matter what's going on. This makes me feel confident in the viability of the B.O. Boys going forward. There's nothing that's going to stop us, because if this hasn't stopped us, what is going to? There's nothing. We we'll always yes. have news. Yes, yes. It's it's that's definitely one, it's going to be one of the big stories when they do their recaps. You know, looking back, remember when? Remember COVID? At some point when they write those articles, and I think one of the top bullets, maybe not the top, but top three, is going to be the Bo Boys. Every episode was a blockbuster. Well, when VH1 does their "I Love the Twenties," mm-hmm. in parentheses, no, not that twenties. Uh, they're going to be talking about these episodes. Yes, yes. Michael Ian Black, he's going to put down the slinky because they're going to remind him it's not the 80s anymore, it's the 20s. Then they're going to say, don't do the Charleston. It's not those 20s, it's these 20s. And then finally, once he understands where he is, what's what's asked of him, he's going to start talking about the B.O. boys. Same thing. How Sparks, he's going to be coming in dressed like a flapper. They're going to tell him to go back home. Come back. No, not still not those twenties. Not those twenties. So I mean, I think this is big. So let's get into it because we have big news. There are some theaters opening. Yes, reopening. It could, be, it could be a lot of theaters. It is box office might be back next week, and I am not saying that that is good for the public health. That this is uh, uh, going to be safe. I'm not saying that. But in Atlanta, next week, it says the, uh, the article I'm looking at a deadline, they said, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp announced today that movie theaters, subject to special social distancing and sanitation mandates, are allowed to reopen next Monday, April 27th. So wow. opening in April. They're not even waiting for May. Not waiting for May. This is no. big. Yeah. This is, I mean, Georgia is got some, a lot of movie theaters, very populous state, big cities, Atlanta, Hotlanta. Name that for the amount of movie theaters they have, I assume. It's a hot zone so for if, theaters. Yes, yes. Well, I we keep seeing the word hot, the phrase hot zone in all these articles about Atlanta. We assume it's about how many movie theaters they have. Not going to dig into anything past that. Yeah. So right now, 
the uh, the article also states it's not clear yet which chains will attempt to reopen. We have not gotten any official uh, press release from your AMCs, from your Regals, um, that they are definitely opening their theaters in Atlanta. But it's pretty clear there's going to be a lot more movie theaters doing business next Monday than there have been for the last month. Well, they're they're getting the okay. And mm-hmm. that, but they're like you said, they're not definitely opening. But it's one of those things where you can if you want to, but you don't have to. He's not forcing right. them to open. No, though. I mean, the way this this is going, next week the governor might be forcing the theaters to open. He might, he might be, be demanding forcing people from their homes to theaters. Yes. Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't, we're we're not going to get political. We're not going to dive into whether these politicians are right or wrong. But apparently this Georgia governor is, is a big movie fan, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know what else would be behind this type of decision. Because he's, he's opening theaters before opening other sort of... Uh, places that have been closed because they're non-essential. Right, right. So well, this, it th- seems like this is part of other types of businesses being open. Pri- it says here in this deadline article, theaters will be allowed to reopen with private social clubs and restaurant dine-in services. So basically, dinner and a movie is back in Georgia next in week. In Georgia. And again, you, it might not be a good idea to do it, but dinner and a movie is back. Wow, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if anybody, any brave souls, go out and do that. I mean, I, I don't know. I love movies. Me and you love movies, but I, I don't right. know if I would do it in April, April twenty so seventh. No, we're not doing a road trip to Atlanta next Monday. Well, I didn't say it would that. be I mean, big for the ratings. That's true. And we do have the rating book, the ratings book coming out, so we really need to to nail it. I, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna. I got to know what they're doing to clean these theaters, to create social distance, because I think that is still being implemented, correct? It's not going to be people crawling on top of each other like a regular theater in Georgia. Well, so Deadline has another article uh, that they published on Monday titled Reopening Hollywood, How Theater Chains Will Try to Restore Customer Confidence in Movie Going. So they, the Deadline reporters part of the media like the bo boys they brain warm inside the media's head oh still part of the media they talked to some uh movie theater owners and managers about what types of uh systems might be implemented when theaters start opening so i want to just find this quote Uh, well one of the things they've talked about is setting up sort of a chessboard seating arrangement great you know like you take the theater Black, red, is that how chess is, or is it black and yellow? I think it is white? White, white, and, white and black is normally the, okay. the chess board. Okay, so they're going to spray paint the seats white and black. Mm-hmm. I guess some seats are already black, so those you just leave alone. That's just and from stainage. They, right. Well, yeah, if it's a stained black over like a brown leather, do you leave that? 
because you're going for a black seat anyway, do you need to scrub off the black stains and then spray paint it? What you're going to have to do is do a stain map first. Okay. You're going to have to look at the stains and the coloring of the stains. So, like, if there's a blood stain on a certain mm-hmm. seat, you're going to go red with that one or white with that one or whatever it is. Like, you know, you're going to go with, what did we say? Or you it's, do, it's black and white. Or, you, or if there's a lot, if you're a theater that has a lot of blood stains. Just go red. Which is, you just go red. You say, listen, we're not painting these seats white. We've got so many blood-stained seats. Exactly. So then they're going to they're gonna block out these seats so that certain squares are empty, certain squares have people, and I'm trying to spread people apart, mm-hmm. which is an idea we already talked about last week. Yes. So coincidentally, it finds its way into a deadline article five days later. Surprise, surprise. You know. They're so lazy no. over there, it took them five days to, to fucking listen to that episode. Well, they, you know, then it's the time of, uh, they had to upload the article on WordPress. That takes oh, a couple of days. Absolutely. Um, but the other quote here in this deadline article about how theaters are going to make, and, and it's not just, it's not how they're going to make these theaters safer. It's basically how they're going to make customers feel more comfortable. Okay. Different things. The illusion of safety. The illusion of safety. And part of that, and this is a quote from this deadline article, multiplexes will also have its workers make a big showing of cleanliness. Staff will be visible disinfecting seats, armrests, and swinging trays between shows. Okay. So when you say... Break it down. Let's make a big showing of this, of anything... Uh That means you're faking it. Yes. You're not making a big showing of something if you're just doing something. They would say yes. in this article, they are going to do this, not make a big show of it. Yes. If I've you're cheating re- on your wife or your girlfriend, you're going to make a big show of the, of affection towards them. Right? Yes. So this, you're, you're going to say... This is the equivalent of getting all the customers a bouquet of flowers. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's a crazy phrasing, and I feel like that's a very evasive way of saying that they're just going to do the same shit they've always done, but just pretend better. Yes. Well, the next sentence is, staff will be visible disinfecting seats, <laughs> which means don't bother doing it when the people aren't here. Wait until they walk in for a minute and then spray that water bottle we gave you. Even though and it's, use that dirty rag that we got out of the toilet. Even though it's safer to do to do it without being in view or in physical contact with other people, you shouldn't be spraying any sort of disinfectant around people anyway. But you got to make a showing of it. These theaters are just going to be making a showing of cleanliness. I what? That's I, like that's like what it that's like what a dad. Like a, a dad does to, to, to sort of mock his wife after she says, like, clean that off your chin. Oh, yeah. Takes a big, a big napkin and, and, and just, like, wipes it on the side of his face nowhere near the stain. Oh, yeah. You know how dads do that? Wiping dads it all that. over. Yeah. Wiping it all over and being like, did I get it? Did I get it? Exactly. Did I fucking the, get it? Yep. And then we got to stop there because, yeah. you know, it's a bad marriage and you don't want to hear the rest of that. But... You got That's something on your th- head. It's your fucking ugly face. 
Yeah, that's what, of course, that's what he that's says That's what it comes to, yeah. Let me get it off you, and then, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And that's what these, these movie theaters are. They're just, they're just crazy old dads who are I, just mocking you for telling them, why don't you go, why don't you go brush your teeth? It's getting really bad. Oh man. And then, and then he comes into the bedroom with a toilet brush in his mouth and being like, am I getting it? Is it clean enough for you? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You always said I had a potty mouth. You always said I had a fucking potty mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what these theaters are doing. It's disgusting. They're cleaning their mouth with a toilet brush just to make a fool of you. But you know, I mean, also, God, God bless them. We want these theaters to be open. So, well, also, they, it's a theatrical also, I want, experience. So, I understand why they would want to be theatrical about the cleaning. Yes, yes, that is true. It's it's all part of the show. It's part of what you're you're paying for. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the movie, and you're getting to see a big showing of cleanliness. Well, you're not paying to experience an actual shootout or explosion. Mm-hmm. So why should you pay for actual cleaning and cleanliness? That is a good that is a good case they can make to the judge in a couple of weeks in Georgia. With a class action lawsuit. Is, yes. Yes. That they they're gonna say people came here expecting a show and that's what we gave them in every way. Mm-hmm. Including using no disinfectants on any of the seats. It's it's a show. It's just a show. It's a show. It's a we, show. And we said it was just a show. We we said we, it. F- no, and nobody questioned it except for this this wildly popular Bo Boys podcast. Right. I mean, it says show times in the listing. Here exactly. are your show times. Exactly. So of course that means there will be no safety or cleaning in any real way. Yes. It will only be a show. It's all for show. Um, okay, so looking at this article, um, do do do. Yeah, there's no. That was it. Those are the only two measures that Deadline could uncover from any of the theaters they spoke to. Is that one? We're gonna try to not sit people next to each other. Two, we're gonna pretend to clean, and that's it. That is as far as they will go, as the first business that will open in a major way during the pandemic i feel like they there is a lot of the uh i don't know i guess cut out of that quote i don't know maybe uh mm-hmm. i don't know we're gonna do this or well don't hold me to this but i feel like there's a lot cut out right 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 there there was definitely a point where they were like are you gonna have masks uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to want to have masks. It depends. Right. There, there's, I feel like whoever they were talking we've, we've, to. We've been considering respirators is yes. something one of the theater owners said. And then they're like, whoa, you're, that's a big step. You're going to have respirators in the spot. We're considering it. We're also considering a new flavor of, uh, of butter on the popcorn. Yeah, we consider a lot of things here. I think uh, whoever the spokesperson was had a magic eight ball and was just turning it upside down and saying whatever was showing up there. Seems mm-hmm. unlikely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Try again. 
try again, which is always the best one. Yeah. Are you going to clean the seats? Try again. Try again. Try again. We'll make a show of it. We'll make a show of it. Yeah, that is as far as innovation. Oh, well, here here is a quote. Here we go. In a CNBC interview three weeks ago, AMC CEO Adam Aaron said the chain was, quote, pricing out temperature reading machines. So that is exactly what you said. That, that is- he is... Are you getting temperature reading machines so we can see if people are sick on the way in? We're pricing them out. We're pricing them out. We're seeing what the price is. Yeah. So, just, so just how like close dad, are you to getting it? Just like yeah. a dad pricing out a, a new car. Are you going to yeah. buy the? Well, I'm pricing it out. I'm seeing. Price it out. Dad, can we get a? Can we get a pool? Let's see. Let's go check. Let's price it out. Yeah. Let's They're see what's going on. Pricing it out. It's like, listen, we're pri- I'm pricing out a lot of things. Here at AMC, we're pricing out temperature reading machines. You know, we're also just we're we're, we're pricing out uh, just like you know shoes that I like that I might buy. There's a lot of things we're pricing out. Yeah, I'm trying to get into boots, vintage boots. So I'm trying to see like what's the best uh, what's the best price? Should I go Red Wings? What should I get? Right. Um, well, here is here is another quote that a. Uh, a movie theater rep said, you don't want to attract people to movie theaters by making it look like a hospital. So basically... Don't expect cleanliness. Don't expect cleanliness like a hospital. (laughs) You can't expect any safety measures because people won't want that. So this is not a bad strategy. I I, got to applaud this this movie theater rep. I don't like it. And again, going back to all this... We're not saying that opening up these movie theaters is in any way a good idea for the public health. We're just saying it's happening. And when a movie theater rep says you don't want to attract people to the movie theaters by making it look like a hospital, which is basically them saying we don't want to do anything because people would want that. I'm just applauding the ballsiness of that strategy. Well, it Which is, is a, basically turning it around to say, listen, we would do all these things to make it safe, but people would be mad at us. Yeah, they think it's a hospital. Right. It, they, are, they are under-promising and then hopefully... Well, still under-delivering. Then under-delivering, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the saying, under-promise and then still somehow under-deliver. Well, it's funny because for a while, it's not funny, actually, it's, it's, it's tragic, but they were trying to, hospitals were trying to dissuade people from going there during, you know, this pandemic because they were focusing so much on COVID people that they mm-hmm. actually were trying to make it more like a movie theater. Mm-hmm, they were putting mm-hmm. dried, they put gum under a, bu- a bunch of the uh, seats in the waiting room. They were mm-hmm. putting popcorn all over the floor. They mm-hmm. they had teenagers running around texting mm-hmm. and not doing their jobs. So people would go and mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, this is this is like a movie theater. I don't want to go here." Right, right. So they're just that flopping is, that, that is strategy. Deep, that is some deep movie psychology that these hospitals appear to have, where they know that movie theater business has been down the last few years, and they understand why. Well, they even put like arcades in the in the in the lobbies and had kids play in that shooting machine. 
God, that's the so best annoying. shooting machine. Yeah, that has to be. A, I mean, these movie theaters have to get rid of those just for safety, because that's that's got to be just the, the ultimate spread. The right. The balls there. are filthy. Yeah. Right. Everyone's touching that same basketball that you could so hard to get in because they make that hoop so much smaller than regulation. And then anyway, you got to lick your hands to get, you know, to get some grip. Exactly. Get lick your fingers. And even now, if it's there, you have to do it. So another quote here from this article is, uh, see, now this is, okay, Arclight Cinema. That's a classy a very joint. Popular, classy joint in Los Angeles, right in Hollywood. Uh, and the COO of Arclight said, when we do come back, it'll be similar to how we left before we shut down. Staggered seating, hospital-grade chemicals, and completely wiping down between shows. Not putting on a show of it. He's talking hospital-grade chemicals, which also, though, is one of those great sort of nothing phrases because what is hospital-grade? Probably the cheapest that a hospital can get bulk. Right, right. Um, But good on on him for not not saying that we're going to pretend to clean. Well, the Arclight has always been using hospital-grade chemicals on... All their surfaces? Yeah. It seems like they should just have always let the hospitals have those chemicals. Yeah, that's crazy. Because until there was a pandemic, just use movie theater-grade chemicals. Well, just use the popcorn butter. Right. That stuff will take the chrome off a bumper. And then last few things here. Staffers will be wearing masks and gloves. Um... Well, they're going to be Joker masks and gloves. Now, that's the thing. They didn't specify what kind of mask and gloves. Of course, it's Joker merch. Well, it's got to just be merch in general because these theaters have to just have such a backlog of merch in the in the storage room, mm-hmm. you know, for movies that bombed. See, maybe not Joker. Joker would be obviously the thing you would... Exactly. It would be too, we'd want to see everyone in a Joker mask. That's the ideal, to see all of your staffers in any business, not just movie theaters. But uh, I would hope that the future is all all people are in Joker masks all the time. But I think with the movie theaters, they probably all the Joker merch went because people wanted it. So we're talking you're going to have a backload of merch from movies that bombed. So you're going to say people were walking around with Oogie Love masks. Yes. Yes. Did Playmobil have a mask giveaway? Uh, the Playmobil movie? I'm sure no one took them. Because if, you, you know, I could see going back, these movie theaters open and everyone's in a Playmobil mask because they just got so much of that. Or like, you know, Playmobil t-shirts that, that everyone's got to wear on their head with an eye hole. Maybe. Um, I mean, don't take those masks from first responders if you're just going to make a show of cleaning. It's not worth it. Exactly. Just use the Oogie Love merch and wear it on your face. Yeah, everybody's going to be walking around with Delgo masks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Continual wipe downs. Someone here says that employees will wipe down the seats with microfiber cloths. Are those just cloths? microfiber cloths i feel like sometimes you're trying to use phrases that sound safer than they are 
when he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a dirty dish rag. It's a microfiber cloth. I don't think that makes, I honestly don't think that makes any difference. Yeah. Um, it's just a yeah. thinner cloth. It's just a thinner cloth. Yeah. They should but say, saying, we're going to be wiping shit down with the thickest cloth you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These kids uh, are going to get t- a carpal tunnel because these these are going to be so heavy. Yes. It's basically uh, going to be like soundproof mats or like carpet. We're going to be wiping things down with, with thick shag rugs. Yeah. Um, ripping tickets will no longer be part of the movie going experience. So no paper. No pa- Well, paper, but scanning, self-scanning. Okay. Which all this what stuff should have been done. This? I mean, all this stuff should have been done. Are, are you still keeping your, I mean, we're AMC A-list. Happy right. AMC A-list uh, subscribers. So we don't yeah. deal with paper tickets anymore. No, we've been phone scanners for a long time now. I mean, are people still taking their ticket stubs and putting them in a scrapbook or putting them in a shoebox because they went on a date with their lady love or their man love or whatever? Is that right. something that's still happening? Or are they just taking a photo of the ticket on their phone and adding it to their photo library? Exactly. Just put it on Instagram. Yeah. So, like, what what is the use of the paper ticket if it's not for sentimental value at this point? It's just a waste of paper. Picking your teeth, I guess. Yeah, you know, picking your teeth in lieu of a toothpick. A, a, a thin paper ticket is is something to pick your teeth with at dinner. Well, that's something I definitely guess. that needs to stop because of uh, hygiene at this point. If you right, right. if you are doing it or somebody you know is doing it. Right. So maybe then this is a good thing to finally put that practice to rest. That well, if we don't have movie theater paper tickets, people will stop cleaning their teeth with them afterwards. Well, what what I used to do when I we used to do those big movie sneaks is I would chew on my ticket till it was a un uh, you know readable pulp. So right. that if the usher came and was seeing if my ticket was for the movie I was currently in, I'd show him this this piece of saliva-filled pulp and be like, it is, but I chewed on it. Right. Man, but you, don't... But you no longer have to do that. Right. Wow, those were... Those were uh, I'm wistful for those times when you could just show someone a chewed-up a uh, saliva-filled piece of paper, and they would... As proof of something. As proof of something, and also that that was... It was a disgusting act, mm-hmm. for sure, when you would do that, but it wasn't unlawful the way it is now. We're now, I think, you're shot on sight yeah. for exposing someone to a chewed-up uh, wad of paper. Yeah, it's an act of violence, and it's an assault. Yes, um, just trying to see if there are any other big ideas. I mean, that these none of these have. None of these are substantial ideas, Bat. So I don't think the further grab you get and, down, grab and go heat lamp foods at the concession. So you're just gonna. I mean, that's a that's an innovation. Cafeterias uh, have have had that for fifty years. Heat and, lamps and sitting nachos under a doll lamp for hours is somehow sanitary. 
Well, it's an it's a it's one of these changes that sure that might reduce the chance of catching coronavirus because someone's not handing you a freshly made piece of food, but you're gonna get uh you you're just gonna get uh other diseases from it. You're gonna get like I don't know what's a you're gonna get food poisoning. I mean or mad cow disease. Are th- is this really in that article that they're gonna do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're as a way of making this concession stand safer. They're gonna have grab and go heat lamp foods. So it's basically less people, less interaction with people. Everything is is about having less interaction with people. So because you're the, just gonna have one guy fills up a whole uh, a whole tray of hot dogs under a heat lamp, and you come and you take it. And then you scan the hot dog because the hot dog, I don't know if it has a microchip uh, in it, a chip in it. Yeah. I feel like this is I feel like all of these things should have been happening before this. Here is a big one. Here is a big innovation that they're considering, which is. Not having butter placed on the popcorn ahead of time. Which I feel like some of these things are just these are just things that have been happening in New York or big cities for decades. But I guess in the stacks, the, the popcorn is still being buttered by the, the movie theater staff. Oh, so in a regular, in a theater in the stacks. Yes. They're pumping, they're pumping butter on your popcorn before you get it. Yes, in front of you. They don't have pump stations. They don't have separate pump stations for the customers. They, The staffers, they do the pumping. Okay. I mean, uh, listen. They're just catching up with the rest of the world, it seems like. Right. So th- it seems like a, this is basically about taking the movie theaters in the stacks and bringing them up to about 2007 city standards well what it's truly doing is just limiting liability it's not making anybody safer because if you're Mm -hmm. if you're still pumping popcorn at the pump station somebody's not going to wash their hands they're going to put their hand on the pump and then you're going to put your hand on the pump it's just that the person who is being paid by the theater isn't putting their hand on the pump therefore when you get sick you can't sue the person you can't sue the theater you can sue the schmuck before you so right. it's going to be a, a personal lawsuit instead of a lawsuit against a corporation exactly that's what they're doing they're, this isn't making anything safer it's making it less uh it's making it so that customers can no longer sue the theaters yes you that's have what to it's sue doing each other you have to yeah. sue each other yeah that's what all of these things are right Right, is just shifting the lawsuits around, which I'm not opposed to it. You know what? We got to get these movies eventually. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that opening these next week is the right idea, but whenever that comes, when all these movie theaters are open someday, you got to shift the lawsuits around. I mean, I that's the only future. That's the future of of theaters. 
And is there going to be like untouchable in the in a court of law? It seems like that is the installing the self-buttering stations seems to be the last big innovation that these theaters have come up with to make them safe post-pandemic. So we'll wow. see. We'll see. They, you know what? It's the, This is the first wave of ideas. Maybe this is not what they're eventually going to come up with. No mention Maybe of Cubes. I mean, that's a thing. Just listen to this show. No cubes. mention of get to know stations in the lobby. Yep. yep. No, no uh, drains at, at the bottom of the theater right by the screen where you can just hose. Just hose. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's that's the simplest one is that you just also all these places, they have sprinklers in the ceiling for fires. So all you got to do is add a drop of soap on the tip of all of them. Yeah, you just go up there in a little a dollop, a little dollop of of dawn on each thing. As soon as it's it starts going, you got suds. Yep, yep. And and as I would say for most movies, as soon as you get past the primary credits, you know, so you're directed by, written by, produced by cast rolls up get halfway through that and then you turn the water on unless it's a marvel movie where there's gonna be a stinger then you wait until the very end but otherwise you get to that halfway through the cast list and the credits turn that water on get the suds going clean the whole place down whoever's in there they get a free shower great great now that's an innovation not we're going to have self-buttering stations for the popcorn. Uh, I've had that since I was a kid. Yeah, that I does mean, not I know I, like... I didn't grow up in the stacks, but I've had that for 30 years now. See, if Deadline was actually doing any sort of investigative or actual reporting, they would have called bullshit on that. Yes. And said, this is an they, innovation. They're, they're, just, they're just taking quotes and printing them. Well, that ain't journalism. Well, speaking of bad journalism, I think we got to move on yes. to Act Two of this episode, which is our old pal's box office mojo. Oh, here we go with this farce. We didn't even know before what a farce box office mojo really was. Yes. So here's a deal. This last month, Numbers, of course, have been very hard to come by. And, you know, we've been out there. We've been trying to find numbers wherever we can. Yeah, we're, not, we're all about the numbers. With, we're all about the numbers. We're the original by the numbers. We're the numbers guys. Yeah. We're stat heads. And Box Office Mojo has continued to, every weekend, still put a list together of the top movies at the box office but one thing we've been noticing is it is movie box office reporting that doesn't seem to match up with some of the other numbers we're getting from these drive-in theaters elsewhere yes so for instance for this past weekend the weekend of friday april 17th uh through the 19th this is what they reported as the top three movies a movie from IFC Films 
called Resistance at number one with a total gross of $2,490. Number two, a horror movie called Swallow from IFC Films making $2,490. Number three, a movie from IFC Films. I was going to guess that. Called The Other Lamb making $265. So Box Office Mojo is reporting that as the top three movies of the week, which we know is impossible because there are still 14 drive-in movie theaters open in the United States. I believe it's 13, right? Isn't it 13? 13, 13. Yeah. And like last weekend, we got numbers. Trolls World Tour... What was it made like thirty thousand dollars? Sixty grand. Sixty grand. Joker is still playing, as we saw. My boy at almost Brahms. every one of these drive-ins. My boy Brahms is still out there raking in the dough, Ray Me. Yes. So and of course a couple of weeks ago we had the full episode about Phoenix, Oregon. Yeah. Which Box Office Mojo listed as the number one movie in America. So none of this added up. No. We're getting these numbers saying that real movies like Trolls World Tour, Joker, Your Boy Brahms are still playing. Big movies. Yes. Big studio how they, movies. How are they possibly making less than these movies no one's ever heard of? Especially when we know they're making more. Yes. So it, do, it, it doesn't make sense. So, we found a uh, a great wannabe old boy, a great box office enthusiast. His name is Ernie Smith. Had a Twitter thread talking about what the hell is going on. And he got to the bottom of this. So, this is Ernie Smith's great reporting. So, what's happening, he says, is to explain why Trolls didn't show up on the box office sites, but the IFC films did, is that there is no reporting for the big studio films right now, but the art house films, which deal in smaller numbers, are still reporting. So IFC... So, mm-hmm. this, break it down. So IFC, the, 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 the nerds, these geeks mm-hmm. that are sitting in the, in the front of the classroom, mm-hmm. right... They're up there being like, oh, 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 our movie, our movie made $26,000 uh, last week. Uh, 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 we, we put out three movies. We put out three movies and they all made money. They all made money. And it's right. like, but that, that's small potatoes, what right. they're talking about, right? And the issue with what I'm having here is it's not with IFC because, of course, they're going to grab for the gold. Good for them. Everybody Try and wants, get those number one they're, spots. They're nerds. They're dorks. But they're still going to want to reach for that box office gold. Because that's what movie making is all about. Mm-hmm. It is funny that all these indies try to act like it's about the art and not about the commerce when they're clamoring for that number one spot. But we won't get into that right now. What I'm going to get into is the laziness mm-hmm. of box office mojo. And the yes. numbers. And the numbers. Because the numbers is no better. No, and we we had put a lot of stock into the numbers, and we made a mistake. There. I sold I sold my stock. I'm all mm-hmm. I've sold my stock. 
because here's what's happening is they're waiting for a report instead mm-hmm. of going out and getting these numbers from only 13 theaters. Yes. That's that's such little that that is such little work to do. What what else is Box Office Mojo doing right now? What else that is they the can't numbers make 13 emails a week? I I went to the numbers and in the in the the top row is DVD Blu-ray sales. What the fuck are you doing the numbers? That is not box office. No. That is numbers, but it's not the numbers anybody cares about. So here's what I'm going to say. Just make this easy for everybody. And we know, listen, we know how many downloads we get. There's got to be 13 theater owners listening to this podcast, right? There's got to be all 13 of these drive-in theater owners are listening to this podcast. So you know what you do? You report your numbers to us. No deadline, no mojo, none of that. We'll start an email chain. Pat will do this because Pat is the business guy. And just report all your numbers. We'll do the maths and we will be the place where people can come and hear the actual box office numbers it'll be exclusive to us you won't have to read anything right because in america you have the right to be illiterate that is one of your rights you do not have to Mm -hmm. learn how to read okay that is one thing you don't have to do because you have to listen to podcasts but you don't have to read exactly because how else are you going to get information but Mm -hmm. we will give the exclusive numbers and i think email us at what is it the B.O. Boys? The B.O. Boy. It's email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And let and us know. Give us these numbers because it, Box Office Mojo and the numbers have completely fucked up. We had no idea just how badly they were fucking up. And thank you again, Ernie Smith on Twitter yeah. for uncovering this great, great American hero. I'll say it. Yeah. Listen, healthcare workers, of course, we're clapping for them. All the retail workers, they get collapse right after that. I think Ernie Smith for uncovering this box office mojo fraud, he gets some claps too. Seven fifteen for Ernie. Yes. This is stunning that box office mojo will only print numbers that are just sent to them on a silver fucking platter I, i'm saying it on it's a such laziness. fucking platter it's such laziness and and also are they then checking these numbers because ifc could be fudging some numbers because if it's coming straight from ifc who knows what they're doing right which would be amazing if ifc was uh rounding up considering that one of the movies they reported the other lamb made $265 last week, according to their reporting. Oh, my God. So other lamb might have made $7. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of this, and but we need to get some legitimate numbers. Because yeah. we're not going to be talking about this, this IFC bullshit next week. No. No. We can't. We can't. This is going to be... 
so interesting years from now when box office historians are looking at these weekends and they are talking about who finished number one, who finished number two, how many weeks in a row did this movie finish number one? What are they going to go by? Box Office Mojo could have stepped up in these times and been part of been part of what keeps been part of the solution, not the full solution, but they could have been part of helping our society heal by going out and finding the correct box office numbers, reporting them so that years from now there would be proper history of what happened at the box office. Listen, Pat. And instead they ruined history. Let's get down to it. Nobody trusts the media anymore. Well, we're part of the media. I trust the media There's a brainworm. I'm a brainworm inside the media's head. What I'm saying is you shouldn't trust a media that has brainworms in its head, all right? It's an untrustworthy kind of uh, uh, system if there's brainworms running rampant. That's not my mm-hmm. point. What I'm saying is that there is a loss of faith in the Fifth Estate. And Deadline could have stood up and said, no, we will go out there and we will get numbers and we will work through this. We're not going to mm-hmm. crawl under a bed and wait for IFC to report uh, the, the numbers on their... Uh, on Swallow. On Swallow, right? We're going to go out there and be proactive, and we're going to keep this box office going. We're going to keep the mm-hmm. tradition going. Yes. Because when the That's traditions what I was for, tradition. die, when the traditions die, then the culture dies. Okay, mm-hmm. and deadline right now, not deadline. I'm sorry, deadlines again. They're they're having issues too. But box office mojo, mm-hmm. the numbers, you are contributing to the decline of culture. Yes, in in times of crisis, real heroes stand up, and cowards sit down, mm-hmm. and the numbers are sitting down on their fat ass. And you know Box Office Mojo is sitting on its fat ass, fat off those subscriptions that people are paying for a pro version of a website that won't even go out and report box office. So you're telling me that I'm paying monthly for a service that won't even do its job. That won't even, right now, make 13 phone calls. That is... All it would have to do to find out the true numbers, make 13 phone calls. Once hashtag a week. 13 phone calls. Hashtag 13 phone calls. Thank you so much. That is a great hashtag. Uh, yeah, I, I am disgusted. I mean, I'm perpetually disgusted. You know me. Yes. I mean, if you looked at my face all the time, I, I, my face looks like a Mr. Yuck sticker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even look more putrid than normal because i'm so oh you're so putrid right now i'm i'm so disgusted yeah yeah this is uh this is something that i think the only ones who could fix this are us and possibly we have to team up with ernie smith that might be the way but maybe we could just do it i we don't want to cut other people in on this actually so we'll just do it the, box, yeah, the we'll BO do boys it. will just handle it. Yeah. But thanks, Ernie Smith, for 
finding out what's going on here. Ernie started the fire and we burned the motherfucker down. Love it. Um, okay, so should we move on to the third act of this episode, which is oh. the you're big moves. A, you're making a show of it. I like it. Yeah. Just like the like the major theater chains cleaning staffs. Gotta make a show of it. Don't now, accomplish anything. Just make a show of it. So we have a few moves now. Lovebirds, which was the Issa Rae, Kumal, Nanjiani, mm-hmm. two-hander romantic action film that was sold to Netflix, now has a date, and that date is May 22nd. So everybody's going to be able to stream that. Artemis Fowl, which is also a movie that got moved directly to streaming, now has a date. It's going to drop June 12th on Disney+. Plus. Another movie that mm-hmm. is going the Trolls route is the animated Scooby-Doo movie, Scoob! Exclamation point, is now going to come out the same day it was supposed to come out uh, theatrically, May 15th. Okay. But it will be... A movie that you can rent for nineteen ninety nine, or purchase for twenty four ninety nine. Interesting. So this is a Trolls World Tour situation. This is a major blockbuster film that is being released to VOD first, and this makes sense so, because it's a kids' film. Like we we were yes. talking about this before. We you know we we're doing our pre show chat because there's a lot of planning that goes into this show. And mm-hmm. we were talking about topics, and it makes sense for these kids' movies because these – the rats got to have their cheese is how I I say it. And you think of children as rats in yes, this scenario. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So the rats got to have cheese, and if they don't get their cheese, they're, they're running around chewing on stuff, making a mess. So – they don't have the patience to wait for things where adults will have more patience, I think, for other movies to be moved back. But mm-hmm. if any of these kids were interested in Scoob and were told May 15th you're going to get to see it, they're going to go nuts if they don't get to see Scoob exactly when they were told they could see Scoob. Right. Right. They're so, going to so, hold them to it. Kids don't forget. They're like elephants. Yes. So, so and, this makes sense. I also mm-hmm. think, though... It's going to be interesting because Trolls World Tour had the benefit, and I don't know if the the I don't know if the studio would say this was a benefit for them, but there was a lot of marketing and a lot of commercials and a lot of tie-ins that were already in motion for that film, right? Before it dropped to VOD, right? Were there were still- a lot of. There were a lot of Trolls World Tour billboards that people got to see before they weren't allowed outside. Absolutely. So there is a built-in awareness of Trolls World Tour that I feel like there is not for Scoob. Especially because May 15th is coming up, and I don't know if there's enough time to get uh, your Zac Efron to do, uh, you know, uh, to go on Ellen and do some game. Right. Right. Well, you know? I mean, at this point, everyone's filming everything at home. So Zach Efron could be filming, you know, he could be hosting SNL as we speak, promoting Scoob. True, true. 
on his on his uh, on his iPhone or his but yes. cam. Yeah, so I feel like that might be to its detriment. I also don't know the Q rating for Scooby and Shaggy at this point with young children. Yeah, I'm so so I'm gonna bet that it probably doesn't do as well as Trolls World Tour. So I, I've got some estimated numbers here. And this is gonna be from a site that you're gonna you're really gonna roll your eyes when I say where I'm looking at. I'm looking at IndieWire. Oh god. And IndieWire reports that Universal has not yet reported all of the trolls revenue, but based on multiple sources. It seems that its domestic 10-day total exceeds $80 million. Okay. So that's a pretty good box office haul. We talked about it last week. Trolls World Tour at VO, on VOD is doing numbers, estimated numbers, of course, but seems to be doing numbers that would be pretty good if this was its domestic box office total. So, so he, when something like Scoob looks at that, they see the chance to make $100 million at the VOD box office. But here's here's a thing that that was mentioned in a – I was listening to Jason Blum, Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy knows. He, he was on the cutting edge of this VOD, uh, this theatrical to VOD thing at the beginning, right? Because right? he did The Hunt, Visible Man. This guy knows how to make money, all these things. He was on the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking about the fact that these direct-to-VOD movies mm-hmm. are, might, might, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, might cause the drying up of the downstream revenue service, like um, the revenue streams right. after it. So... Think about Trolls World Tour. Right. It comes out in the theaters. This is no pandemic. Just comes out in the theaters. And it only makes $50 million. Okay. Gotcha. So that's less than it did at VOD. But then you have people buying it for home viewing afterwards. Mm. That's a revenue stream. And then rentals of it later on, buying of the Blu-ray, those mm. kind of things, right? Right. But if the movie goes straight to VOD and you can either rent it for 19.99 or purchase it, that's the that's pretty much it. That's the stream. Everything is just going into that. Well, that's true though, and I think this is why this works so well for kids movies is you are probably going to have a situation where a lot of people rented Trolls World Tour. And and I don't know if Trolls World Tour has been available for sale yet. It has not. So they've only been a $20 two-day rental. Yes. So to me, that is the equivalent of taking your kid to see it in the theater. Because especially with a kid's movie, they loved Trolls World Tour last weekend. Sang all the songs, two days, watched it ten times. Now you don't have it anymore. It's not on your system. You only had it for two days. Parents are going to have to rent it again. Mm, you're right. Because these kids' movies, especially something like Trolls, where it's all about singing the songs, singing Mbop, or, you know, 
I'm just walking on the sun. I don't know what, what songs the trolls are singing this time. Mm-hmm. All I want to do, have some fun. That might be in there. Soak up the sun. Soak up the sun. Uh, tub thumping. Gotta have, yeah, semi-charmed life. Right. So the kids are singing all that last weekend with the trolls. This weekend, what are they going to want to do? They're going to want to sing uh, uh, I'm a Barbie Girl with the trolls. And so the parents are just going to have to rent it again. So I think VOD rental with these kids movies, first run rental, isn't going to hurt the long-term business because they're just going to have to rent it for 20 bucks over and over again. Yeah, because once these kids, once it's in their home, they assume they've purchased it. Yes. It's so hard to explain the difference between uh, purchase and two-day rental to a four-year-old. Yeah, but Even I do a think smart four-year-old. I do think it's up to the parents to do this. I do think that it's a failing with a parent if you can't sit your kid down and explain the, a VOD rental window, right, to right. a child. Because then, how right. are you going to teach them about sex? Exactly, the following year. You know, to each their own. Right. Um, it's very so, state by state. It varies state by state. So I would say that the the two day rental twenty dollar model is very viable for these kids properties. But for kids, but not necessarily. And I think that's why because Jason Blum was talking about his films, which are adult films, right. where most adults are going to uh, consume a product once. And then not, you know, they, they they don't need to watch Invisible Man over and over. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think all of this is going to be something that they're experimenting with different prices and different VOD release strategies. But I, I do, yeah, I do think for these kids movies, I think something like Scoob is probably going to do pretty well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, numbers we get next. Yeah. Uh, well, not next weekend. It'll be a couple weekends from now. About three but weeks, yeah. About three weeks. So that's that was a move. Now we have some theatrical moves. We Good. have Many Saints of Newark, which is, of course, the Sopranos prequel film starring uh, the son of the dearly departed... Um, I'm sorry, I've been blanking. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. God, my apologies. His son is playing Tony Soprano in a Sopranos prequel movie directed by David Chase. Other notable thing about this movie, it's on my bombs list. True, yeah, which our bomb list is just not viable for this year. We're going to have to shunt it off into 2021. But it was supposed to open September 25th. It is now moved to March 12th, 2021. So next we have to wait an extra year to see this film. Do you think that ever opens in movie theaters? That to me, we've said it since last year. This HBO feels Max. Like an HBO Max situation. Yes. Yeah, I could see being HBO Max. Yeah. We also have In the Heights, the musical film. That is moving from this June, June 26th, 2020, to June 18th, 2021. Wow. So a full year. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. The play came out like 
15 years ago. So yeah, people have been waiting very for, topical. Exactly. Yeah. People have been waiting for this for a while. They can wait again. Exactly. Of course, this is a, uh, what's that guy who did Hamilton? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. So, you know, he's a guy, people will wait for his products. He's a mm-hmm. brand himself. All right. So we've got a, a pretty big move. Venom. The Venom sequel, Venom 2. Mm-hmm is moving from October 2nd, 2020 to June 25th, 2021. So moving to a summer release. That is so interesting. What what have you heard is the reason behind this? I think plainly that this movie probably isn't finished okay. or close enough to, and not that it needs to be finished now because it's not coming out till October. I have a feeling that they want to do some tweaking Venom, the first movie, was famously a fraught production. Mm-hmm. And I think they're either taking great pains to make this a smoother production or they're running into the same kind of headaches they were having in the previous one and right. are just now spreading this out so that they can take a deep breath and really try to figure out how can we make this a smooth situation and make the same amount of money without the same amount of headache. Right, right. Because this and, is Andy Circus is directing it, so new director. Okay. I believe it's like a new cinematographer. They're adding Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Right. So. So this, he just still hasn't shown up to set yet. You know he's he's worried about the five G. Right. Right. So until the five G situation gets squared away, I think that might be an issue. They're like, we got to wait on this. Yeah. And yeah. and figure out this five G situation because Woody Harrelson ain't he's not taking the 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 boat over from Hawaii, right? And right, so he right. knows he's not even five Gs are doing to the soil, right? So does this have anything to do with because Sony is also behind the other Spider Man spinoff Morbius, which was supposed to come out this summer? Did these two moves have anything to do with one another? We don't have the spreadsheet. Because Morbius, no, Morbius has moved from July of this year to March 2021. Okay, so they've basically just moved both of their... Okay, here's what could be happening. This is my guess. Okay. Morbius was supposed to come out in July, and Venom was supposed to come out in October. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, they moved Morbius from July to next March. If those moves mm, would have stood, exactly, then Venom, which was supposed to come out second, would have come out first. And that may have been a problem in their, you know, Spider-Man, Sony cinematic universe situation. Where they just couldn't have Venom come out before Morbius. Yes, because they are working towards, I believe, a Sinister Six film. Right. Because we saw in the Morbius trailer, we saw the great Michael Keaton as the Mm -hmm. Vulture make a cameo appearance. So I feel like there's going to be some sort of connection between these films, like you're saying, and the chronology would be screwed up. Right. So I think that's I think that's probably a big part of what happened here. So does that do you think moving forward now uh, nicks a little bit of that uh, chronology that every the, all these movies are trying to have are they going to go it's more probably the, a, 
DC route now where they're going to be standalone, interesting films that don't have to come out before the other ones do? It's probably a safer bet because you don't want to get caught with your pants down again next pandemic mm-hmm. where you got 10 movies that are all connected in a certain order. And then when the pandemic forces us to, to move theater, uh, you know, to move uh, movie openings around, uh, you, you know, you've got this big mess on your hands. Absolutely. You want to be more nimble, I think, in a post-pandemic uh, world. you got to be able to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got a, a, a pretty big move here, too. Now, this has to do with next year, but it's still huge. The Batman which mm-hmm. is the Robert Pattinson starring film directed by the gentleman who did the Apes movies. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. The one that Ben Affleck was supposed to star in, write and direct, and then he dropped out of. Mm-hmm. June 25th, 2021 is when it was supposed to come out. But now it's moving to October 1st, 2021, which just so happens to be the Joker weekend. Yeah. It's around yeah. when they released Joker last year. So it's very interesting that now Batman is on is is using the tailwind of Joker. Right. Not the other way around. Well, listen, we've been talking about this for the better part of a year at this point. Joker is a billion dollar baby and Joker is one of our last great movie stars. Mm -hmm. So the same way when Will Smith was at the height of his powers, at the height of his stardom, you had Big Willie weekend. That 4th of July weekend, that was all about Will Smith. And I think now, now that Joker, along with Leo, is one of the only bankable true movie stars, Joker should have his own weekend. It's Jock- and I think he should. It's home month, Jocktober. Yes, yes, Jocktober. Yeah, Joke-tober. that's right. Jocktober. Yeah, it's and, Jocktober. Yeah, and I think you start with a weekend though, and I think that's what's happening here. That first weekend in April, in uh, in October, that first weekend in October, that's Joker weekend. That's big Joker weekend. Because we got to look at Joker as a character and Batman as a character. Mm-hmm. Joker. Two Oscars. Right. Batman, zero Oscars. Zero Oscars. Not even a nom nom nom. Though nope. Keaton should have got one for 89. Absolutely. But listen, that's it didn't happen, so it's not a right. fact. Right. When you're looking at this, and you're looking at the, the money-making of the past few Joker-affiliated movies, even a maligned Joker... Like mm. the Jared Leto Joker in Suicide Squad makes Baffa Bobo. Yep. And Batman does not have a track record necessarily of being a blockbuster every time. Because and its biggest hits in every Batman series has been the one with Joker. Absolutely. So I think this is this is huge, and I feel like, you know, this is really Batman seeding any sort of crown it had to the king. Yes. It was Joker. Yes. Joker is the alpha. Batman is the beta. Do you think the Batman 
mm-hmm. makes less money than Joker. Oh, God. I think it does. Yes, I think it does, too. Because it doesn't have Joker. Yeah. So why the fuck in, should I care? Unless there is a final trailer where the last image is Joker dancing down those stairs. That puts it at a billion. I think if there's no tease of Joker, it doesn't make it's not a billion dollar baby. Yeah, I would go on record to say that the Batman is going to make less domestically and less mm-hmm. internationally than Joker. Yes. Again, unless there is a tease that Joker himself will be appearing in Big Joker weekend in yeah. 2021. We'll see. Any other big moves or was that the last thing worth talking about? That, those are the biggest one. I mean, there's stuff that is moving in. I really don't want to get into stuff other than like big ones like the Batman that's right. already in 2021 that's getting moved because right. they're so far in the future at this at this point yeah. that it's pointless to really talk about anything that isn't this summer or yeah. this fall. And then I guess it's not a move, but something that we probably should note every week until it does move. Tenet, Still. the Christopher Nolan movie, is holding firm July 17th, 2020. That is still the opening weekend. Does he know something we don't? Well, probably. I think. Or, or does he no know matter- less than we know? Nobody in the ever sense says that you think that. Nolan doesn't know that any of this is happening. I mean, yeah. he's he's a workaholic. You know, he's fine tuning every frame of this movie. He may have been in the editing bay these last two months and just no no awareness that there's a pandemic. So they can't Warner get Brothers a call through to, to him. Exactly, they're trying to text him, and you know he's got in his contract that he gets final cut. The executives can't bother him in the edit. Mm-hmm. So they may want to move this movie, but they can't because they just haven't been able to get a hold of Christopher Nolan. There's yeah. a chance that is what's going on here. Yeah, Nolan, that's going to be interesting. But right now, that's Tenet is still scheduled to be the first big, big release. Wow. It is the movie that would kick off the new summer season. So we'll see. That's that's it's 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 so optimistic. Yeah. Not as optimistic well, as as Georgia. As Atlanta. Right. That's optim- I mean it, that's not optimism. That's that's insanity. <laughs> it's insanity. I mean um I'm very Listen, it'll be a story for us to cover. Oh, I love it for what that. What happens at these theaters. Um, it is going to be pandemonium. Because yes. it's just going... The thing is, too, you know, it's one thing, like we've been talking about, for the people who are going to a drive-in movie. They're in their cars, windows rolled up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to be safe. The they're making people, a show of being safe. Yes. The people who are going to go starting Monday and sit in a regular auditorium movie theater. These are people who, let's just, you know, not to judge anyone, but may not have been 
the ones who have been the safest in general this yes. last month. Yes, that's a great point. And you're putting all of them in the same place. And that's all I'll say. We'll see what happens. I think here's what you should do. You bring back Fear Factor. And mm-hmm. it, what you do is that's how you get your contestants. You open these theaters in Atlanta. Right. And wh- whoever shows up, they didn't, they're not there to see a movie. They're going to compete in Fear Factor. So Rogan is showing up. Rogan's showing up, and he's like, I know you were here to see my boy Brahms. Right. Brahms the boy, too. But now you're on Fear Factor. And then he makes him eat a bunch of cow testicles. Right. And they would love it. Of course. As and long as just... the cow testicles are under a heat lamp and aren't being served by a person. And then the right. butter that you put on it is at a separate butter station. Yes. Then it's totally safe. Then it's totally safe. Yeah. Well, listen, it's going to happen on Monday, April 27th, and a day or two later, we're going to be on mic just reporting what the hell happened. Man, if I was if, uh, if I could legally rent a car, I would go there and check it out. Yeah. Would you go see a movie or you would no, just I'd stay stand in the parking on the corner? Lot. Oh, I would stand yeah. on the corner and watch. Yeah, just stand I, on the roof of your rented car. Yep. And just watch the fires burn. Yep, I like to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's how we'll cover it. We'll see. Uh, very voy- As voyeuristically as possible. Yes. So, Pat, I think we did it. So Yeah, we did it. Now, Three-act show. What is this email address that these owners of these drive-ins can report their box office to? This is very important. Send us your box office. Send us your real numbers so that we could end this farce of Box Office Mojo reporting only IFC films Ugh. as the box office leaders. Email us, theater owners, at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, do that. Now, if you want to give money to our Patreon, don't. Now. No. Don't do it now. Although I will say, now I don't know about you, Pat, because I don't know your finances, and you keep them pretty locked tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a stimulus check. Okay. Now all of that money is going to various medical ailments and and things. I'm a, I'm a mess. Right. But for most people, that's gravy, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a little gravy. Why don't you splash it our way? Okay. So I'm saying if you're somebody who got a stimulus check. Right. I would. And you don't need it. And, and you, you don't, don't need, need it. it. And you don't yes. need it. And you were thinking of giving it to charity. Right. I would say take $5 okay. from that check and maybe give it to us at Patreon, okay. B.O. Boys Patreon. So otherwise, we do have a freeze going on. This freezes for people who have lost their jobs, people who right. have not received their stimulus checks, or people who have, have received their stimulus checks but need it for essential uses. Gotcha. Again, a freeze does not mean that you will no longer owe us anything. We no. will still expect, we're actually expecting a big infusion of cash after this freezing of the economy. 
right? So we're expecting all of the money you have not given us during this time. Yeah, we're expecting a big Q4. Yeah, so don't spend that. Right. But if you want to not owe us, Mm -hmm. just give to the Patreon now, and we won't be looking for back patronage. Exactly. You'll cl- you'll you'll just be paying on time. You'll be paying on time, which looks good. It's not right. gonna affect your, uh, you know, it's not gonna affect your um, credit credit score, score? because yes. yeah, it's be- good for your credit score. Yeah. Well, 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 we okay. So we are reporting people to credit companies for not paying our Patreon right now. We, I, would say, I have been reporting it, but I think I'm going to stop doing that, and I will only report you to to your credit uh, company mm-hmm. if you do not pay us after the freeze. Do you know what I mean? I think I think that's fair. Yeah, because I have been making, unlike some places, Box Office Mojo, I'm able to make phone calls. Right. And it's a lot more than 13, believe me. And I'm on the line for a long time with these credit companies, you know, yeah, trying. You're a known to... robocaller. Yes. So, so I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop. I'm going to put a freeze on calling your credit companies to essentially narc on you. I mean, essentially, that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to stop doing that until the freeze is over. Once the freeze, it's everything's thawed. Then I will, if I don't hear from you, I will report you to the same credit companies. And I have a relationship now. So they're going to be awaiting my call. Right. Because you're calling them every day. Every day. They know you. Yeah. 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 They see your number pop up. They know what this is about. They know what it's about. And they're saying, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. And I believe them. I believe them. Because why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? So with all that being said, if you do want to just pop by the Patreon, do some window shopping, because it's not safe to go outside and do window shopping, come to our Patreon and safely window shop and, you know, think about what you owe us and do that calculation in your head and we'll get back to you. Think about your credit score. Yeah. And we'll get back to you in, I don't know, when Tenet comes out. Yes. Yes, that might be that might be a big marker for both the movie industry, for society as a whole, and for our Patreon. Have that money by Tenet's opening day is what yes. I would say until that movie moves. Yes, yes. If it moves, we rethink things. Reassess. But that might be a good uh, that might be a good date for when the freeze ends for our Patreon. I, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Great. All right. We did it. We did it, Pat. So much, so much information. And there'll be more stories because there's always more stories. Movie theaters in Atlanta open up Monday, April 27th. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show. Yep. And we'll be right here to tell you what it smelled like. Nice. But until then. Until then. We'll we'll smell smell you at at the the box box office. office. Nailed Nailed it. it.